0: Running a home takes a lot of energy. So at Energy Australia, we've created the Total Energy Plan. An energy plan that, yes, ticks the boxes. Get a discount off your total energy bill guaranteed. No lock-in contracts and fixed rates for 12 months. Find out how you can save with our Total Energy Plan. Energy Australia. Light the way. Conditions apply. To view basic plan information documents, visit energyaustralia.com.au. You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio. When I was in hospital after the birth of my baby, one of the first things I was taught was how to sleep her safely. That is, on her back, on a separate sleeping surface, swaddled tightly. It's something I assumed everyone who cared for babies was taught. Apparently, though, that's not the case. An inquest into the death of a five-month-old baby in 2012 found that the girl who was in the care of an educator died from sudden unexplained infant death syndrome. The finding has ushered in national changes to safe sleep and rest practices in childcare, effective from this week. Cindy Davenport is a child health nurse and midwife and co-director of the Safe Sleep Space. Her company has been teaching safe sleeping practices in daycare centres since 2013. Hi, Cindy. How are you?
1: Hi, Siobhan. Great, thank you. How are you?
0: Good, thank you. Can you just explain something for me? Because I understood the definition of SIDS is that it is sudden and unexplained. Why did this coronial inquest provoke changes in the industry? It it seems to indicate that they could point to something that was done incorrectly in the early education centre.
1: Yes, absolutely. So sudden, unexplained death in infancy is is an umbrella term that, uh, is incorporating SIDS or sudden infant death syndrome and unfortunately back in 2012 a little baby who was five months old, uh, died, um, and she was actually with an educator in, in family daycare. So it was a daycare, um, situation and, um, the inquest has really provoked a lot of talk over the last number of years and in response, particularly now and and something we're very much welcoming that everybody, all educators, all health professionals, you know, whether you're a midwife as well as, you know, child childcare um educators, uh, formally um, trained and kept up to date most importantly. That's, that's the big thing around the safe sleeping you know, elements, uh, rightly so, as you've pointed out.
0: Well, I imagine the family daycare provider was devastated at what happened, but was it that she? I thought I read somewhere that perhaps the child was sleeping on her tummy or I mean, for them to say this was an unexplained death and to provoke changes, were they abs- actually able to say this particular provider did the wrong thing.
1: I, I, to be honest, I'm not sure whether it was the provider as much, but they did find the inquest into the death of Little Indiana uh, at, on the Sunshine Coast. This happened was from SIDS, so sudden infant death syndrome, and that was before the coroner John Locke, and and he, you know, had found that with Little Indiana that SIDS so sudden infant death, was um, apparent in this situation. Now, as we know with SIDS, there are a number of cumulative factors. So the child can, for example... Uh, the, there's a triple risk theory that we use, Siobhan, and one of those factors is, in it is, is that like, for example, if the child is unwell, uh, has a cold or an infection, and we can't, uh, you know, always detect that, that this, you know, could have been the case. Now, in the case with, with Indiana, um, it's, it's not, uh, being told exactly, but she was found unresponsive by the family daycare worker. And the, the coronial inquest has led to, to these changes, which, you know rightly so, are, are very much needed across all educators um, in our health system in Australia.
0: So you say that these changes are needed, and as I mentioned before, I find it surprising that educate this is an essential anyway. Um before this happened, were there no national guidelines on or national requirements, I should say, for those looking after babies when it came to safe sleeping practices? Was it just whatever you knew you did?
1: No, so prior to the October two thousand and seventeen regulations, what had happened? There was we, we have a in the early years sector, there a CEQA, which is the Australian Children's Education and Care Quality Authority. They they very much had regulations in place, and the regulation was there. Yes, it was definitely there. Um, the recommendation before, but it was really more around minimising. Um, or keeping safe and minimising harm and hazard, the new policy really steps out specifically that we must, in in the early year sector, have a policy that's related specifically to sleep and rest. Now, that wasn't in there before. So all educators are across, you know, for example, the safe sleep... uh, Regulations, you know, the five tips, like sleep your baby on their back and keep their head and face uncovered and smoke-free. Those things, as you said, you know, that you were also taught when you are in hospital. And we'd hope that most educators would be uh, across those. It's keeping them up to date and it's also keeping the providers uh, who own or who run, operate child care, centers, ensuring that they have policies and procedures and make sure that they train their staff and keep them up to up to date and you know, their practices are safe so that any child who's cared for, either in daycare or in a childcare setting, are completely safe. You've said you've been surprised
0: at some of the unsafe sleep sleep practices you've found in the childcare centers where you work.
1: What sorts of things have you seen? Yeah, so my our organisation at Safe Sleep Space, we we've uh, trained thousands of childcare educators across Australia in the in the last couple of years, and and this has really been come about because it was identified really from management level that that childcare educators were looking for updates and ways to help their babies and toddlers in their care sleep. Uh, safely and and also using a very what we call an infant mental health approach, and when you know that you know there's something like 1.2 million uh, Australian children, Siobhan, who attend like a national quality framework regulated education and under the age of two you know 13 percent of these children spend something like over 25 hours per week in in our long daycare or childcare. that's a lot of sleep that's happening <laughs> and so it's absolutely vital and and it never um as i said with all our the training that we've done either face to face or in our online program we see so many excellent practices really we do but um it never surprises us how many unsafe sleeping practices are still unfortunately apparent, and you know these are these are things that can be just easily stopped, like pillows in cots or some. You know, if a if a parent requests a certain um, way that they want their baby slept, and it is totally against the regulations, then the the childcare educator must speak up and say, "I I have a policy. I can't sleep your child like that. It is unsafe, and it could lead." of really terrible outcomes. And these are the kinds of things that educators need to be, you know, having conversations with parents about. And as you know, as a parent, if, if you understand why the, the childcare educators are doing this to purely keep your baby safe, then the more the reason it's going to happen.
0: You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Cindy Davenport, who's a child child health nurse and midwife, and she's a co-director of the Safe Sleep Space. We're talking about new guidelines that have come into effect from October about safe sleeping um, practices, safe sleep and rest practices in childcare. Um, Cindy, how will parents know that their particular provider is implementing this new knowledge is across the guidelines because I understand that's one of the one of the challenges with a sequa is keeping everybody or monitoring everybody and making sure everyone across the country is at the same level.
1: Yeah absolutely and really uh, the approved providers um, really are very much responsible for ensuring that their policies and procedures are in place and need to have them displayed as well. Every parent should be asking their childcare centre, you know, is, it, is the policy available for them to read and is it available, for example, on, online if they have a website and talk to their educator about how do they sleep their child and and even ask them, can you show me exactly where do you where are you sleeping my baby today? It, it's it's absolutely best practice that uh, childcare centres are doing this and, as we said, that they're keeping their staff and their parents um, up to date with with the policies and the procedures and just having things around with the safe sleeping tips that are out by red nose, you know, sleep baby on their back and... As I said, keep the baby smoke free and the environment, you know, a night and day safe. It really helps the parent to have that consistent message. So not only is it happening at daycare, but then they can also be doing this at home because you're just never too sure at home also if the parent is continuing those safe sleeping practices. And, you know, we really, really want to do everything possible in our, in our space as educators that we do keep our babies safe wherever they are sleeping.
0: And Cindy, would you say that the SIDS website is the best place to look up those safe sleeping practices or does your organisation also have tips on your website?
1: Yeah, a lot of organisations and even um, parents can be speaking with their child and family health nurses from the hospital. Red Nose is certainly a source. Our website, Safe Sleep Space, also has um, lots of tips and and sleep uh, practices that are safe and helps the parents. I think for the parents, they should be hopefully... Um, up to date with what the, the current guidelines are, but it's it's the little things that they need to be making sure that. You know, for example, you never put a child down with a hoodie on. It's got a it's got a hood and it can cover the baby's face. Now, sometimes a parent may not think about that. In childcare, we specifically say things like, you know, we never put a child down with an amber ne- amber bead necklace on. You know, they should never be sleeping with things that are hazardous like that. That could cause them harm. We also want to make sure that you know the the environment is smart free for for the baby both before and after birth, and that they're sleeping with you know safe cots, safe mattresses, everything that is meeting the standards that uh, are compliant for for our safe sleeping um, sector. So we we're very much keeping um, in in touch with the educators in childcare and. Um, training as much as we can to ensure that the questions are are answered by educators so they then can have conversations with parents. And this is why um, things like our training, our online training has been so successful because it reaches many, you know, even into the the regional and rural areas where it is harder for for educators to to get um, training. Cindy, thank you so much for your time
0: today. Thanks, Siobhan. That's Cindy Davenport. She's a co-director of Safe Sleep Space and we'll have a link up to their website as well as the SIDS safe sleeping guidelines at kindling.com.au. You've been listening to a Kindling Conversation podcast. We'd like to reach as many parents as possible and you can help us by giving us a review wherever you downloaded this episode. It means that more people can find us. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.